All right, welcome to the Peyton Years, your home for Oregon State sport, uh, men's basketball, the only podcast in existence dedicated to men's basketball. We have a super quick hype episode for you today because me and Sam were just joined by head coach Wayne Tinkle. Sam, how does it feel? I don't know, man. I mean, like I go back to what I was talking about with Max, where I am still a little bit suspicious that that. I am in like a medically induced coma and it's like the end of, of that movie Requiem for a Dream and I am just sort of imagining unconsciously what I'd like to be true. I yeah. don't know if it's real is what I'm trying to say. No, I definitely think you got in some sort of bad car accident a couple months ago and we are just all along for the ride in your mind. But if that's not true, it's a beautiful thing. Um, we're not going to take any of your time because we know we've been pumping out a lot of podcasts because we're just so darn excited for the NCAA tournament. We can't contain ourselves, but we're going to jump right into his interview. But first, as always, the Oregon State fight song. All right, perfect. It feels so good on the eve of a huge, huge game. Um, stay tuned with us. We will be right back with our interview with Coach Wayne Tinkle. All right, we're here with the man himself, Wayne Tinkle, head coach of the Oregon State basketball program. Wayne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. So good to be with you guys. Wayne, awesome. yeah, me and Sam, we're a little speechless. We honestly don't exactly know what's happening right now. Um, how, do you? How did you even find out about our show? Well, our um, associate athletic director for media relations, Sean Scheffler, he, he came to me early in the week and he's like, you know, have you heard of these guys? And, uh, you know, I don't get on social media. I'm sure you guys understand why. Sure. I, I'm not a big spotlight guy. I love all of it going to the guys. That's why my press conferences, I'm always like, hey, talk to the guys that want it. I'm out. And uh, he played some of your uh, podcasts earlier in the week, and uh, we might have been having a soda pop or two. And uh, we were just loving it, you know, just loving the support. And, you know, I'm like, okay, are, are these guys like Johnny come lately? He's like, no, coach, these guys have been like this from the beginning of the year, even through, you know, some of the games where we dumped on ourselves. And uh, I thought, man, that is that's that's what we love. We love loyalty, man. We love loyalty, like through thick and thin. You know, we've done some great things in our time. Our players get all the credit, but you know, you you don't win it all or whatever. And all of a sudden, you got people leaving you. And I just love the fact that you guys have been there from day one. And uh, I really enjoy, you know, the the you know, you guys going back and forth. Your you know, the people you've had on the show. So I said, Sean, we gotta we gotta get a hold of those two. Let's give let's give them a few minutes from Indianapolis and and the NCA tournament. We haven't missed a minute. Yeah, it, it, we we're not us. We've been here since before day one. We were watching Warris highlights at Nickel State. <laughs> getting we were man, love it. Um, yeah, we. I just want to pause because I know you give all the credit to the players, Wayne, but I just want to let you know that you were absolutely robbed for Naismith Coach of the Year, Pac-12 Coach of the Year. Like, the job you've done is unbelievable. It's legitimate proof of the Beaver bias in the media that not more people are talking about it. Just hats off to you. Well, thanks. And, and I, you know, I'm, you guys got me buying into the Beaver bias. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not so sure about 
this topic. I mean, Coach Enfield did a great job at USC and all that. Right, but right. Yeah. you know what? I, I you know you know what though? The curse is over, baby. It's like it's like the you know I'm a big Cubs fan and that whole goat curse and you know the the who what was the name of the guy that freaking caught the foul ball that they should have let catch <laughs> oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the curse is over. You know, you guys got it going with the promised season, right? We we right. we roll into Vegas like like we you know like we owned it and we did, and now we're Pac-12 champs, first time ever. We owe it all to you guys. I promise. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, I can't believe you said that. Just just we're on put- the promised season. Sorry, Andy Sam. Go and I are both the former former JV and freshman coaches, and that's going on a resume. If I get that once this is all over. <laughs> oh, with. hey, put me down as a reference, fellas. Absolutely. Damn right. <laughs> um, Wayne. Speaking of the promise season, like we don't want to sound like huge nerds, but we both watched the Pac-12 Media Day, and we loved your response to the question. Like we've been calling it the promise season because you promised we wouldn't get last. But was that an off the cuff remark? Did you kind of know they were going to throw something like that at you? Like how? What, what was kind of your thought process when you answered it? You know, to be honest, it was just – it was a real matter-of-fact just, you know, gut reaction. It wasn't like I was trying to pull a uh, – you know, who, who's the, who was the quarterback for the Jets way back when that said, I guarantee a Super Bowl victory. Oh, uh, Namath. You know, Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Yeah. It was, you know, it was just like I, I was very confident in our team, and it was like, eh, we're not going to finish last. And then it got a lot of uh, mileage, you know, over over the course of the season, especially late when we got it rolling a little bit. But I'll, I'll be honest, we used it at Stanford. It was the last thing I wrote on the board before we took the board. I just put 12th. And, you know, and I asked our guys, you know, do you know what this is? You know, and it, and it, and it took our 4.0 student to say, yeah, coach, that's where they picked us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we started using it from there. And then when we started to get ready to go to Vegas, you know, Nike always sends beautiful uh, shooting shirts for the postseason for their schools. And uh, I grabbed our equipment guy, Ryan Lawrence, who does a great job. And I said, can we put 12th somewhere? You know, and he said, yeah, we could put it, you know, down, you know, towards the waistband or up by the neck on the outside. I said, no, no, I don't want anybody else to see it, but our guys. So let's, let's put it by on the inside of the neck by the size because everyone's going to look to make sure it's the right size, and then they're going to see 12. And Gerald Lewis was the first one to notice it, which is no surprise to us. And, <laughs> and, and he got really fired up, and then the rest of the locker room when they saw it. And that's kind of been our rallying cry, and it's nothing against the media. You know, we, we know rarely do they get stuff right. And, right. and it's, just, it's, just, uh, it's just been kind of a fun ride, and, and we're using it. And then here we are in the NC ter- NCAA tournament as a 12 seed. It couldn't be more – more, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know what the word is. You guys figured out better than I could. <laughs> um, this has honestly been, like, one of the most fun seasons. Me and Sam watch every Oregon State season since we were kids. Like, we're true Blue fans, but really have fallen in love with this team. And I think, to me, at least the camaraderie of the guys really stands out. It really feels like everyone's on the same page playing together. It just kind of has a different feel um, is there any been any favorite moments for you that really stand out from this season? Uh, man, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, we, we've had some tough losses, obviously, but we after we got boat raced at home by Arizona, we kind of had to come to Jesus and we talked to our guys about, you know, what because we thought that maybe they had a little bit of a misconception on, 
know, they just thought winning was success. And so we had to teach them, you know, go back to square one, what was going to make us successful. So we went to the next practice after a long, like seven hour staff meeting and, and said, listen, we're going to focus on executing our stuff the way we laid out for you, playing harder than our opponent and in, enjoying each other out on the court. Cause that was, that was the, the execution part and enjoying each other was really what we were missing. We had a lot of young guys. We had the two older guys and we had to come together as a group. And so I think that kind of put them at ease a little bit instead of putting everything on winning the game to focusing on those simple things. And it really turned our season around and our guys came together. You saw it, you know, they meshed and, you know, it was hard the last few years, you know, when, when we had trace, you know, and by far our best player, hardest worker, I mean, tried to win every drill, every scrimmage, but he's the head coach's son. So, you know, the guys didn't know how to, to look upon that as much as he went out of his way, you know, to be a great teammate and everything. Well, now, you know, that, that, that part is, is gone. And, and he was a big part of laying the foundation for what we're achieving, but now it forced other guys to step up. And some guys that maybe had a little more experience weren't real secure in that role. And, it, and at times it was Zach, at times it was Ethan. And then the young guys, you know, Jared and Gianni, they they, yeah. they went through some hard times. I mean, my gosh, they've taken years off my lives. We know that. <laughs> but they've really grown through it and have matured and have become great, great energy guys for us. Uh, and the confidence that they both had in, in Vegas, everybody saw it, but it's been a huge injection of enthusiasm and confidence to our group. We hope to keep riding that here in the NCAA tournament. Definitely. We feel it. It's what's so cool to me is is the guys that have the the, the less secure roles, De'Aaron and, and Tariq, and the, watching them on the bench is 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 a special thing. It's not something that you're used to with Oregon State teams and the guys that don't have maybe the most desirable role. And it really just shows that it's different from top to bottom now. Well, you know, when in our good years, and you know, we've we've had we've had you know several of them, and you know, people forget two years ago we won ten games in the league for the first time in. 30 stinking years or whatever. Now right, we just right. did, we did it again this year. But what we really sold our guys on is, is listen, some guys are going to play, some aren't. Some are going to play limited roles, some bigger roles. Some might just have to be the best towel waiver, you know, on the bench. And then, I'm, you know, that's not a joke. That You have to have that. And everybody has egos. You know, everybody's got family talking to them that they should be playing more and getting shots. But this year's group, has really kind of gotten through all of that early on and put the team first, which is what you should do every year. And, you know, and it happens to most teams. And when it happens early, you have great years. Um, but if it does happen, you know, eventually, then then you can do some great things late. And that's what we're in the middle of right now. So cool. Yeah. Question hey, I just got, I got a question for you guys. Okay. You, guys throw, you guys throw a lot of stats out there and numbers, and I'm like, holy smokes, who, who's like your info guy? Because like you said, we were, you know, we were, we were down. I don't know what it was. It was 16. You guys said 14. We were up. We were up 19 against Oregon, and you guys said it was 15. I mean, who's your, <laughs> fact, who's your fact checker for crying out loud? I mean, we got thrown. 
you guys got to get your shit right. I mean, come on. You know? We may be enjoying some sodas when we watch you guys play as well. It's not always, you know, it's a stressful thing. We got to be in it with you. Hey, listen, if if my biggest argument is that maybe you get a couple of facts twisted a little bit, I mean, hey, that's, you know, that's my middle name. <laughs> I'm all about it. But, you know, we're you guys are going to take this thing big time. I know you are because the, the momentum, I, I can feel it as much as I did our teams play in the in the tournament in Vegas. You guys are blowing up and it's because of your loyalty. Uh, you know, you guys continued to stay behind us through thick and thin. When I when I when I got the job. Everybody said there's two things you can count on with, with Beaver Nation is that they're going to be patient and they're going to be loyal. I wondered a little bit about that earlier this year, I'll be honest. <laughs> but, uh, you know, here we are. We're Pac-12 champs, first time ever. And Sean Scheffler says that pretty much means no one else has done it. And we couldn't be happier. And tomorrow we, we've got Tennessee – uh, I think you guys may be airing this tomorrow, so later on this afternoon. We couldn't be happier to be representing all the former players, coaches, administrators, uh, Beaver Nation, everybody that stuck with us through thick and thin. Um, this this is a storied and historic program. I know I'm I'm proud and my staff's proud to be representing you all. Our players are as well. And we're going to go out there tomorrow, just like we did last week, play with free minds. If we can defend, rebound, and score more than them, I think we got a pretty good chance of winning. I love to hear it. Coach, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, we really guys. appreciate it. Hey, good luck tomorrow. No, I appreciate it. You guys really, I mean it. You know, you, you got to love the loyalty. You're sticking through thick and thin. And uh, let's talk again after the season. Hell yeah. um, you know, and ho hopefully hopefully we'll be around for a while. We're oh, hoping definitely. we can make it to games next year. We're hoping that this is this cleared up and we can say what up. Great. Love it. Definitely. Thanks, right. guys. You're the best. Thanks, Good luck tomorrow. Thank you, Coach. Hey, go Beavs. You know what else? I'll leave that part up to you guys. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Coach. We love you. Take care. All right. All the best. Bye. Go Beavs. Go Beavs. All right. Huge shout out to Coach Wayne Tinkle for coming on. That was one of the most fun interviews we've ever done. What a fucking legend. I mean, yeah, uh, he, we, we were told to try and keep it clean and chill and, you know, no more than five minutes. And he was like, hell no, nah, that's the best media guy. Shit. And so, yeah, Wayne's a legend. Um, we're behind him forever after that. For forever, forever. I yeah, Wayne, Wayne could do some terrible, atrocious things. And I would have his back. <laughs> Not that we weren't before, but it, I think it's on a new level now. I, I very much look forward to getting getting down to Gill next season. I'm hoping that's that's a reality. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so Oregon State takes on, um, depending if you're listening to this tonight, then they take on Tennessee tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this on Friday, then they're taking on Tennessee. Either way, drink some orange soda. Eat some carrots, some flaming hot Cheetos, whatever you do to keep this sustained run going. Everyone needs to do their part. And as always, fuck the ducks. Fuck the ducks. Go beast forever. We'll see y'all very soon.